Welcome to this week's presentation from Bethesda, a church community where anyone can belong. We hope that the following presentation encourages you in your faith journey. Thanks for listening. So this past winter, as you may know, or maybe you don't, we have been um, going through our discipleship path. And, um, and it's been incredible to see what God has taught us through this journey. And now as we're into our prayer series, um, we really believe that that um, is really a part of growing deeper. And we're, uh, we're so excited. Pastor Crystal did such a great job of uh, starting this series for us last week, um, teaching us how Jesus gave us such a beautiful example of a life of prayer reminding us that prayer is indeed for everyone, that we don't have to barter or bargain with God, um, that it's a conversation that we can can have with him. It's personal. She has that God is our father and he is a good, good parent who is sovereign and someone who we can fully trust. And I'd like to continue into that truth this morning as we, as we look at prayer and into God's word. But also we are here, and if you didn't notice, it's Grad Sunday. And we've had such a fantastic um, morning celebrating and honoring our graduates. Um, and we're just so thankful that we, that we can do it. Um, and that kindergarten video, am I right? Was that not amazing? Are they not incredible? They're, they're the stars, you know, of that video, and they did such a fantastic job. But I'd also like to give um, a huge shout out to Ryan Card, who so masterfully put that video together. He filmed it, he edited it, he produced it. Um, I really didn't do a whole lot other than email them and ask them to show up. So he did a fantastic job there, and we just thank you so much, Ryan, for that. Um, kindergarten friends. Oh, you guys are here this morning, and thank you for hanging out with us here in big church. I know we're usually back in kids' church where we have a lot of fun, but we'll have some fun here this morning. Um, we just want to say congratulations. Kindergartens, you guys did it. You made it. You went through your whole first year of school. You were so brave. You learned so many new things, and we're so proud of you. We love you so, so much. To my grade six friends, congratulations. You've now finished elementary school. Um, You're headed into junior high, you've worked hard, and you have an exciting new chapter ahead of you as you navigate um, being a teenager, and we know you're going to be brave, be loving, and be kind as you do so. And we're really going to miss you in Sunday school and in kids' church. It's always bittersweet when I see our grade six grads um, go through, but we're so proud of you. We love you. And like I said, Pastor Crystal is in for a real treat um, as you guys all enter Lighthouse, and you're going to be fantastic there. Grade nine. Here it comes, high school. And all the people who went through high school are giggling. Um, You guys are gonna do great. You've navigated junior high, you've matured, and you've grown so much these past three years. We're so proud of you. And as you enter high school in the fall, we're praying for you as you adjust to maybe a new school for some of you. And as you begin to focus and take maybe your studies and your courses a little more serious as you prepare for your future, we love you so much. Grade 12 students, yay, you did it. Parents, yay. You did it. Amen? That's 13 years of school. It's a big deal. That's, you guys started as, you know, as little kids, and now you're here as young adults. And you guys are, your whole future is ahead of you. And we are so proud of you, and we love you so much. Post-secondary, you guys have worked hard. You've chosen a path. You've seen it through, whether it's your diploma, your undergrad, your master's. The countless hours that you have poured out specializing in a specific field is inspiring, and we love you so much. So, 
then? What can I say to you wise um, students here this morning, you wise graduates? I know that there are many inspiring graduation speeches and um, encouraging um, uh, notes out there, um, but I thought this morning that we would look into the Word of God and we would see how our prisoner's prayer can speak to us today. So if you're following along, we're going to read from Ephesians chapter 1 and we're going to start at verse 15. And Paul writes, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and this incomparably great power for us who believe. That same power is the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet, And appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels everything in every way. So Paul was in prison when he was writing this letter. He's expressing his thanks, his prayers for these believers. He's grateful for their faith in Jesus, for their love for all of God's people. He's been praying, interceding on his behalf, as he'd said. He's praying that God, the glorious Father, will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they may know Christ better. He's praying for these believers who have put their faith, their hope, their trust in Jesus, that they might know the hope that they have been called to. And the amazing thing is, is that this passage of scripture speaks to us here in 2019 today. It speaks to who we are. So may we, may you, may I have the spirit of wisdom from our heavenly father so that we may know him better, that our eyes would be opened up to the hope he has called us to. Because before we move forward and before we step into unknown of our future, allow his light to illuminate your heart, your thoughts, your emotions, your will, to know ultimately what future he has called you to, an eternal future with him. This is our eternal hope that was secured at the cross and is the most important decision that we will ever make. This is the future he has called you to, is relationship with him. The inheritance that we have because of him, is being called a son and a daughter of God. And why is this? It's because that Jesus took that road to the cross because he was crucified, because he died and he rose again, because he ascended to the right hand of the Father, because he has done this, because he has done this, those who put their hope in Jesus are called adopted sons and daughters. We are no longer alone. We are no longer lost. We are no longer forgotten. We have been called children of God. And any decision about your future, no matter what grade one holds next September for my kindergarten friends, no matter what junior high or senior high may hold for you in the fall, no matter what your post-secondary education or now your career path may look like, whatever that holds, you are a child of God. Before you move forward, 
Remember who you are, and you are his. And I know that there is a lot of uncertainty about our future. I know um, that feeling that you're feeling right now when you don't know um, what the next few months may hold for you, but one thing you can be certain of is who you are. And for us to get to this place of understanding, it's usually through spending time with God. Spending time in his presence, in prayer, in conversation with him, allowing him to speak to your heart, to speak truth into your life, to remind you of who you are, to remind you of your position, your place, and your inheritance. Because it doesn't matter what words were spoken over you, what a teacher has said, what a parent has said, what a professor has said, what friends have said about you. It doesn't matter the words that have been spoken over you. These words that may be holding you back from stepping into the future that God has for you. No matter what has been said, this morning I want you to remember who you are. And that is the truth that I pray that you will live in. That you will know your position is a child of God. That you are no longer lost. You are no longer alone. You are no longer forgotten. But you are his. No matter what has been said about you, that is what Christ has done for you. And he has called you his child. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Your position is a child of God. But to fully understand who he is, who we are, we must understand who he is. And while this is something that our minds here on earth may not fully be able to grasp because he is so infinite and he is so beyond us mere mortals, um, we can certainly know him. And we can know him because of what he has done. Because when Jesus came to this earth, he walked among humans. He taught us. He, he loved people. He healed people. He challenged people. He called people out from where they were and put their life on a totally different path. But then he took that journey to the cross and he took our sin and our shame and he died and he rose again. And because of what he has done, we are able to know him, God Almighty. And who he is, he is Lord of all. Paul writes in Ephesians that this great power for us is the same mighty strength that he used when he raised Christ from the dead and he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Who he is is the one who defeated sin and defeated death and is now, as I said, on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Who he is is far above anything, anyone, any power, any dominion, any ruler on this earth or that will come. Who he is, is the one who has conquered sin and conquered death. And you may be here today and you're thinking, well, that sounds really nice, Megan. That sounds nice to be a child of God and the same power that raised Christ from the dead can live in me. Uh, But you don't know. You see, you don't know what I have done. You don't know my past. In fact, I'm so stuck in the mistakes of my past, I don't know how I'll ever step out into my future 
or, or you don't understand the fear that I have. It, it's paralyzing me. It's crippling me. And I know how real that is. But here's the thing about God. And here's the thing about the mighty power of God. That same mighty strength that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms, far above anything that is or anything that ever will be, that same power is what's at work in our hearts for those of us who put our hope in Christ Jesus. He has already overcome your sin. He has defeated death. He has defeated sin. He has defeated shame, the guilt. There's nothing. There is nothing that you have done that his great power has not overcome on the cross. And that may seem too good to be true, but that is the truth. There is nothing that Christ has not defeated on the cross. When we come to him and put our hope in him and our faith and our trust in Jesus, we can move forward in our future in freedom because he has been raised from the dead, because he has been given the highest place of authority, because he has called you into a glorious future. He has overcome your past to make a way for your future because of who he is. And there is nothing, nothing greater than him. Paul writes again, and I'll read it. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the the one to come. His position is above all. And if we know who we are in our position, our position is a child of God. His position is above all. He is the savior. He is our king. He is our healer. He is almighty. He is above anything that exists or ever will exist. What does that mean for us collectively? Because not only is he Jesus, the one who's defeated our sin and our shame, he is also the one who's the head over everything for the church, his body. And collectively, together, we are the body of Christ. He is head of the church, and he fills us, the church, with his presence. We are his children. He has defeated all sin and death, and he is above any power, ruler, or authority. And together, we are his body. And while we have this glorious promise of future, um, our future eternity with Christ, for those who have put our faith in Jesus, we also have this calling to live out our purpose here on earth, within the church, the body of Christ. And we know that the body and the church is made up of many different parts. We have many different functions. And when we are living out the life that God has designed for us, one that has, that has him as the Lord of our lives, living along with his purpose for us, we have this privilege to show the world who Jesus is. We have this privilege to show the world what he is like. When we live our lives knowing that we are his child, that he is indeed our savior who is above all, we can be his hands and his feet here on earth. 
Because wherever a new grade takes us, wherever our studies take us, or our new school takes us, or wherever life takes us, for those of us in the room who are not graduating this morning, but we're still finding ourselves at a crossroads, wherever life takes you, we still have the same calling to be the church, to know who you are, who he is, and how we live because of that that we get to love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, and to love others. And we spend a lot of time worrying about what's the best decision. If you know me at all, I can be quite indecisive. Just ask anyone who's close to me and I, and I make lists in my mind, back and forth, back and forth. And, and I know that many of you are facing um, a lot of decision right now. You're facing a lot of uncertainty. You don't know what's the best course of action to take, which maybe program should you study in, which job interview should you go for, which door should you walk through, which one should be closed. Um, I know that feeling. And we can spend a lot of time here worrying. And sometimes we can miss our God-given purpose here on earth, and that is to know God and to make him known. Now, I'm not belittling your decisions. Um, the, f- the future that you have before you, these are some major life-altering decisions. Um, and, and again, I'm not making light of those. I know there's stress. I know there is fear. I know there is uncertainty. I know there is questioning, wondering if you made the right call. Did you choose the right degree? Was this the right job to take? But what I want you to remember, that in light of whatever lies before you, in light of whatever decision you must make, remember who you are. You are are a child of God. You are free in Christ. You have the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead living in you because of who he is. And he is all powerful. He is above all. And he has called you into a glorious future and into relationship and an eternity with him. I'll ask the worship team uh, to return And here's the thing, no decision, no mistake, no fear for the future can ever change his position. He is above all. He is. And he calls you his child. And that is who you are. He is the never changing God who has defeated all sin and death to give you the most glorious and free future and eternity with him, more glorious than we could ever imagine. And your purpose, your purpose far exceeds what your transcript will say in a few weeks. And your purpose far exceeds the letters that come after your name, although you work really hard for them and we're super proud of you for getting them. But your purpose far exceeds that because your purpose is to know God, and to make him known. And he does have a plan for your life. He does have a specific purpose and a calling on your life, and I just think it's so beautiful this morning as we've celebrated from our youngest to our oldest, and to see how God has placed a unique calling on you and have given you um, special interests and attributes that we see as we know you and how you've studied. I think it's so beautiful. 
But we may be wondering, what is our specific purpose? God, can you write it out in the clouds? I don't know how many times I've asked God, just write it out for me, God. Just tell me what it is. But the best way for you to know that is to spend time with Him, to pray, to converse. And as we go through our prayer series in the coming weeks and we look more at what it is to have a heart of prayer, to allow God to speak life into you and to your life and to your heart, to allow Him to draw you into a closer relationship with Him, to grasp that first and foremost, you are a child of the most perfect, loving God. He loves you so much. Jesus loves you so much. God loves you so much. He sent His Son. And He walked on this earth, and I've said it a lot this morning, and I'll say it again. He took that road to the cross. He defeated the sin. He defeated the shame. He defeated the guilt that you are carrying. So you don't have to carry it anymore. So you do not need to be stuck in the mistakes of your past, but you can move forward in freedom into your future because of what He has done. But here's the thing. Wherever you go, you take yourself. Isn't that profound? Wherever you go, you take yourself. So whether it's my kindergarten friends who are going to grade one, and that's super exciting. We're so, my son just graduated kindergarten, the first service, I'm so proud of him. Kindergarten is not easy, especially when you're a mom. It seemed harder than when I went. But we're so proud of you, we love you, and you're gonna spend so much time learning and growing. And some of you are headed, as I said, to the wonderful world of junior high. And it's different than elementary school. It's different than the school you just left behind, but we're so proud of you. Some of you are headed into high school and the reality of making good decisions and becoming a little more serious about your future, that's getting a little more close. But we're so proud of you. Now, some of you are finishing high school and it's exciting and the future may seem like an open book and the options are endless and the school and the career and the degrees and the programs. Where will life take you? We're so proud of you. Some of you are, are on the other side of that and you're now finishing your post-secondary. You've completed degrees, diplomas. You're headed into the workforce and you're looking for careers and life's really about to get real. And we're so proud of you. And some of you are working and continue to further your education and work on your masters. And, and you guys have specified your education so specifically and you guys have really dug in and worked hard. And we are so proud of you. But no matter where you go from here, you take yourself. So whether your next step is grade one or your next step is college, remember who you are. And you are a child of God. Whether your next step is junior high or the workforce, remember He is Lord of all. Remember who He is. Maybe your next step is high school or into the workforce or into your next degree. Remember who we are. Remember who you are, that we are the church. We are his beloved. He is our perfect and almighty savior. And he has placed this call upon us to be the church wherever we go. 
because I'm sure you know that we live in a world that needs us to be the church, the hands and feet of Jesus. There's a world that needs to know that Jesus loves them so much. He gave his life for them, but not only that, he rose again. He is seated on the right hand of the Father and he has given us a glorious future. And that hope, that hope is what we all need. That hope is what we all long for. And church, we have the privilege that wherever we go, we take ourselves and we take the presence of Christ into this world that is hurt, that is broken. The God who's defeated sin and death, He is above everything that exists and He calls you His own. And He is able. He is able to move in whatever situation you are facing this morning. He is able to calm any storm that you are in the midst of. He is able to heal any sickness. He is able to break any chain because He is able. That is who He is. He is our Savior. He is above all. And before we leave this morning, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray for all of us. And in a moment, we're going to ask our graduates to come forward because they have some major life change ahead of them. And we're praying for you. We are for you. We believe in you. You are not alone. You have a church family that will surround you, that will uphold you. But most importantly, you are not forsaken because God has called you his own. And my heart for you is this, as Paul continues to write in Ephesians in chapter three, and this is what he says. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God. By His mighty power at work within us, He is able Church, He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or to hope. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than you could ever dare to ask or hope. You may be in a situation and you're thinking, well, God doesn't care or He can't do that or why would He care about this situation? Because it's hopeless, but it is not, church. Infinitely more than you can ever dare to dream or ask or hope because He calls you His own, because He went to the cross and He defeated sin and death. Because of who He is, He is above all. And there is nothing, nothing that is impossible. May He be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through the endless ages. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in learning more about our church community, please visit our website, Bethesda.ca, and consider joining us for a gathering soon.